Okay, good evening. So today we're going to see Simon Reishnon. Simon Reishnon says, Now halacha is, basically, how much do you have to give to every person? So there's two topics that we will not necessarily discuss directly. One of them we spoke about already, which is, you know, Meisrik Safman, how much a person has to give on a, an annual basis. There's also the halacha of who is considered an ani. So that's coming up soon. So we'll get to that as well. But today's year, we're going to assume there's an ani here. And a person has the ability to pay, to give him a tzedakah. The question is, how much? How much does he get? So we all know there's a concept of de machsari It's not just a concept, it's a pasuk in the Torah. And loy, what he himself is lacking, loy, what, what this ani is lacking, it's very um, subjective. And let's see the Gemara and we'll see the Shulchanar. So the Gemara in Ksubis, the Afsamach Zayin, you had this in the Daf a year ago or so, the Gemara says like this: Tanurabanan Yasim should. There's two Gemaras. Yasim Shabalisa. You have a Yasim that's coming to get married. The concept of Hachnasas Kala. So certainly bias. We rent a house for him, and it can be medayik that you rent a house. You don't purchase a house. We find him, you know, furnishing. And va'achrakach masin la'isha, and then we go. Uh, marry him off. That's the house. Okay, so that's the first Gemara. The Gemara continues. What he's lacking. What does that mean? You could, you are, you are obligated to make sure he has parnasa because that's a chesaron. If he doesn't have, that's a loss, a lack. However, you're not obligated to make him wealthy. Now, if the Gemara ended here, it would seem very clear. The, the, the Pasuk is just saying, just make sure he's not lacking anything. However, the Gemara continues, the famous Gemara, the Gemara says, what he's lacking, even if he's lacking a horse, and an Eved, and a slave to run in front of him, that is also part of Asher Yechzer, and you have to give to him. And the Gemara says, Amru Allah Hillel Hazakin, they said about Hillel Hazakin, who was the Gadol Hadar, Shalokach La'ani Ben Toivim, Echad, that there was this fellow who was uh, an Ani, and um, he, he came from Ben Toivim, which is very important to remember. He came from Ben Toivim, so he's the son of a wealthy family, and he was an Ani at this point, he lost the money. So, Hillel took a sus lirchevalov the eved laris lefanav. Hillel made sure this fellow always had always had a car, always had a, a horse to ride on, and a servant to run in front of him. And the Gemara says pam achas leimotza eved laris lefanav. There was an occasion where Hillel could not find an eved. Verats lefanav shloishem bilam, and Hillel himself ran three mil in front of him. That's like a half hour distance, a significant amount of time that he himself was running in front of him like an eved. So you see from this Gemara. A few things, but you see that includes what a person is accustomed uh, to having, to living with. He was accustomed to having a horse, he was accustomed to having a Eved, and Hillel was fulfilling the mitzvah of There's a famous uh, piece in the Reb Chaim Shalevitz, in the Sichas Musr, he says, uh, a Musr vart on this, that you see how low someone could fall. That Hillel Hazake was the Gadol Hadar, he was he was the the Nazi. He was the Gadol Hadar, and this fellow was so needy of his own personal things that he needed in his life, his day machsarai, 
that he ignored the fact that Hillel is the God of Ador. He allowed Hillel to run in front of him as an Eved because he himself, he just needed the Eved. So Mechayim Shlavitz is saying how a person has to realize how low a person could sink when he's living a life for himself and he's so... Um, he's so drawn after. I'm not gonna work. I went through a hard time 21 years ago when I mentioned that Gemara to people that laughed at me. But I was nuts. Well, they have to learn Superstar Samar Zion. I was asking for I didn't, I left, I lived very modestly. Wanted a horse? I don't say Wanted a horse? I don't have no horse. I have the same cars I have today. Uh, I had the horse, I had nothing, I had the very modest living, and I was I was begging just to keep what I had. Nope. Nope. Wow, well, wow. I caught up tomorrow. It's unfortunate because, yes, and that's the whole story. It's in Shulchan Aruch. You have to give him what he's chasen. Did it start with the chasen? I heard it start with the chasen, and then it goes into... Yeah, into first it started with, yeah, to get to, get ma- to, ma- to marry off, and then it goes into so other things. Is that connected? It's part of the same, it's another drush on the same pasuk. They say a joke oh. that a person, a person doesn't die with right? So how could a person ever, how could you ever give someone he's never going to be happy. So the Gemara's example was a wife. So he gave him one wife, he doesn't want another wife. He already has one. So that's the uh, fulfillment of that's the joke. Okay. And you notice it mentions a Yosem, not a Yosem, I guess. Yes, yeah, so Barazin says because back in the day, before today's world, uh, the, the boy, the chassan the would pay for the wedding. That was the standard. The chassan paid for the wedding. He brought a wife from the beginning of Exubus. It says by, by Avelos, Tukvalai Avelos, that the, the mother of the Kala died, right? That, that was, uh, she, she was needed. But the chassan, it sounded like he himself was paying for the wedding the entire time. And, and, um, and therefore, we're helping him. Also, that was a mitzvah period, really. That it's also part of it, right. Da, 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 da. So it could be, could be we, we wouldn't have to spend money on her. Today we would, we would, because it would be the same day, Maxari Shiyach, she wants to get married. She's allowed to get married. Right. He said from Rav also that the reason why we call Tachnas Kala today is because really the the, um, the the boy should pay for the wedding, and the girl used to, the girl side would pay for the Nadim. We don't do that necessarily, but he said that the Gemara says if and he's not him, he's over a love chamisha kailos. So he says, therefore, we don't call it a sudas chasen anymore. We call it sudas kala. It's a joke, but that's why we call it achnasas kala. So maybe to to help to help us from that issue. Anyways, that's the Gemara. Not to mention that. Yeah, go for it. Question. Not to mention that. Is this the chasen buys this and the kala buys that? Is that so it depends which that. angle you're coming from. If you ask me, if you're making a wedding, do you have to do anything? You can do whatever you want. But you're asking uh, someone as a as a donor, do they have to give tzedakah for this thing? Let's say someone's collecting for someone in shul is making a chasana. Do they have to raise money for flowers, or do we say no? That's not necessary. So let, we'll discuss that. Mr. Shemar Vazner has a true no, no, that's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is between the chasana and the kala, is it? Do you have to? The chasana has to insist that. No, unless you put it in the Tanoim, you put in the Tanoim, so then it's a star. Then you wrote it out and you signed the contract. But in the Litvashir world, we do the Tanoim 30 seconds before the the wedding, so there's no real Tanoim anyways. No, there's no. Every community does their own thing. I don't think there's a real minog um, that we would say is set in stone. Um, You know, buying a chasen watch. None of these things are really really significant, and a person doesn't have to. But on the flip side, if someone is doing it and that's part of societal norms, 
he has the right to ask for tzedakah. Meaning, if he's making a wedding, we cannot tell him, "Oh, just skip the skip the bracelet, skip the whatever whatever people do." We we, we would say that he's allowed to ask for tzedakah for that flowers and, and a band and whatever people use whatever people do for a wedding. Okay, that was the um, the gemara regarding Hillel. There's another Gemara, Tanur Abanan, Maise Ba'anshi Galil Ha'alyon, Shelok Hula'ani Ben Toivim Echad Mitzipur Elitra Ba'asir B'cholyon, that he would, uh, that he would, uh, use, uh, these fancy, <clears throat> that they, they, they would have these fancy, uh, meat. So the Gemara said, what's so special? So they said they brought fancy, fancy birds, but you see that they would actually give them these items for, uh, for the Tzedakah campaign, because this is what they needed. There's another Gemara, let's just read a few more here. The Gemara says that This is halfway down the page. So there was an ani that came in front of Rava, and Rava said, "What do you eat typically?" This fattened bird, an aged wine. So Rava tells him, "You're not worried about uh, being too much of a burden on the tzibur. You're an ani. Everyone has to go now get you aged wine and fancy um, duck." So he says to him, I'm not eating from you anyways, what do you care? I'm eating from Hashem. The Tanina we learned in Abraisa, the Pasuk says, right before Paseach Sedecha, we say, You give them the Achlam, the food, it doesn't say at their time, it says, Hashem gives every person uh, their Parnasa at the right time. So the Gemara concludes, uh, Rava's sister, came, and she wasn't there for 13 years, he hasn't seen her in 13 years, and what is she bringing? She brought along this fattened uh, chicken and aged wine. So Omar says, what's going on? So uh, he said, So Rava told him, I criticize you too much. Let's go eat. And it seems that this person had everything is coming from Hashem, and he was okay with it. Now the place can ask, how come Rava... You know, why did he bother him? We just saw from Hillel that if a person is is uh, is accustomed to living a certain way, then it is demach sare ashi So we have to answer that question. What, what was Rava's issue that this person was eating, wanted to have the fancy duck? That's Rava's obligated to get it for him if he could afford it. Demach sare ashi So we'll have to see that as well. And there's one more Gemara that, that we'll, we'll just show the different uh, nuances in this Gemara. The Gemara on the bottom of the page, in Samuel Zayin Abbez, the Gemara says that Abchanina have a hahu anya, there was a certain ani in his town, that he would always send him four zuz, komali uh, shabbata, four zuz for every Shabbos. What's the significance of four zuz? So we know that the, the, the Gemara tells us that 200 zuz is the amount of money that a person was able to live on for a year. So you do the math, divided by 50, you have four zuz per week. So that's, that's what he used to send them, your time Cheshabbos for the week. And one day, the Gemara says, He asked his wife to go bring the money. She came back and she said, This fellow doesn't need the money. So my chazis, he asked, What did you see that shows that he doesn't need the money? So she said, I heard that they were talking in the house and they asked this fellow, What do you want to dine on? What type of tablecloth do you want to bit like Hesef? Do you want the silver tablecloth or the golden tablecloth? Rashi says it was just a color. But either way, this is not something that 
that that the poor people would typically eat on, and therefore it must be he's a ramai. He's lying, and the Gemara uh, goes on a few a few more lines to talk about being careful, making sure not to give uh, tzedakah to a ramai. And they stopped giving tzedakah to this ramai from the fact that he himself was was eating on fancy tablecloths. That shows that he is a ramai. So we have three gemaras. One gemara is telling us, actually four gemaras. One gemara says from Demach Sari you have to give him, you have to give him farnisim, give him parnasa, but don't make him an usher. The next gemara describes Hillel going out of his way and running in front of him, and that is a fulfillment of Demach Sari Yechselai. We have a third gemara where Rava is upset at this person for being a burden on the tzibar. Yet, somehow, miraculously, miraculously, this fellow gets his chicken. And the fourth Gemara explicitly says we have to be concerned for a Ramai when a person is living above their means. So, we'll have to answer how, how to reconcile all these Gemaras. But let's see what it says in Shulchan Aruch. So the Shulchan Aruch in Reish Nun says, How much to give an Ani? You give him what he needs. If he's hungry, if he needs clothing, doesn't have furniture, even if it was his, in his, uh, it was considered his standard to have a horse and an Eved, when he was wealthy, and then uh, he became poor, so subjective. Now Vosner writes that every Gabbai Tzedakah ends up being a, a Rav, a Dayan. He has to, to shot up what this Ani needs. And if we feel that he needs then it's a fulfillment of Tzedakah. If he needs bread, give him bread. If he needs dough, he needs a bed, a couch. If he needs hot bread, cold bread, whatever he needs, we have to make sure he has for... Um, for his uh, for his lifestyle, we have to support the lifestyle. Now the Ramah. Co- what is it? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's that's the clue. Wow. Right. If he's if he's handicapped, if he needs that, then yes. Wow. You, right. Even if he's lazy, even if he's lazy, it's awesome. So, so don't say he can't. Okay. So he's lazy. He wants it to be affected. So we have to see because. It's not so simple. If someone could go to work, it could be we tell them go to work. We'll have to see that in a few minutes. So maybe that I mean that would maybe be a raya to our to this case over here. If he could feed himself, so um, he's not lacking it. Go go do it. Okay. Next, the Ramah points out a very important halacha. Uh, That's only talking by a gabay tzedaka or the rabbin. Meaning, there's no obligation for an individual to have to foot the entire bill. So let's say we'll give a marshal someone lost lost his job, he lost his parnasa, and now he is um he, he goes to go down the block to his friend, he says, Panasini, give me something to eat. I, I don't have what to pay my bills with. So if you learn the Gemara at face value, then this person who he went to has to go now and support him. The Ramah is leaving a very important option open, and that is that you tell the fellow, okay, let's go to the Gabbai Tzedakah. In many communities, that's the rabbi of the shul. It's the local time Cheshabis, or a different organization, or I'll make a parlor, parlor meeting in my house, and we'll put together funds. Now, when we put together the funds, you're right. We have to we have to fulfill the obligation of But there's not an individual that has to foot the bill. Okay, so 
he has to uh, to uh, he'll help the tsar to everyone else. But let's say there's no one around. So in that case, he's stuck on an island somewhere. There's no one he could get this money from. Then, in fact, the individual, the obligation would kick in. So it's not very common in our times to have this uh, halacha. But let's say there are only a few yidin in town. And that's it. There's no, no one else to go to before WhatsApp, before the internet. You could theoretically have a case of one individual having to foot the bill in Yadim Asegas. If he could afford it, he would have to foot the entire bill for this Ani. That would be one example. You have, you know, other examples where someone has, he, he's an Ani, but for other reasons, he cannot go ask the Rabbim. Let's say he's a felon or something like that, where he's too embarrassed to go out, and it's just not going to happen. There could be a situation, we could, we could be, you know, we could imagine a situation where someone, the Rabbim are not going to give money for this cause, but he's a human being, and he needs tzedakah. So there could be situations where in a Hanami, we would say that a yachid would be chayev to, to uh, pay the entire bill. But let's say a family member or the like would come and say, I, I need, I need uh, help, and they are themselves just you know, slightly embarrassed to ask other people. According to the Ramah, the way the place can understand it, that's not a it's not a it's not a reason why he would have to give himself. He could tell, hey, I'm happy to give you what I can. I'm not going to foot the entire bill. Let's go raise money. And assuming other people would would uh, contribute, then the individual would not be chayiv. The guy, the guy look at has only so much funds, and and, and if he has a titanium, wouldn't wouldn't he be able to say, listen, I got a portion equally, yeah. and I'm sorry. So how, what does he say about that? About about that, this guy needs a hundred grand, and meanwhile Louis has his twenty-five grand amongst ten people. Let's say, right. So, so you have to give. So we're going to talk about the uh, the halachas of who who comes first, kedima in tzedakah, and we paskin that typically it could be kroivim are a little different. There's more flex, flexibility by kroivim, but we paskin that in a chanami that that even if someone is you know uh, aniyah or the like. If someone else doesn't have basics, then we would have to say, we cannot give you the demachsare. We can only give you this amount. We cannot give you more because other people still need their basics. This comes up, you know, when there's uh, recessions or the like, when people are, are asking for a lot of things and the local Temche Shabbos only has enough to give people food. They cannot necessarily pay for utilities or camp or 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 suits for Yom Tov. The different levels of what they could give. So in a Hanami, each person has the right to ask. It's Deimach Sariyashiyachsla to go through the whole list of what people need to live, whether it's utilities and food and, and Shabbos suits and go through the whole thing. Costumes for Purim. These are all considered Deimach Sariyashiyachsla. But in a Hanami, at some point, the the Chesed organizations or the local Rav, whoever's in charge of of uh, giving out the funds, they'll have to make a decision that, I'm sorry, I, I have to still be able to give basics to other people before we take care of your Deimach Sari It doesn't make him wrong. He still is entitled to get it, but there's not enough funds. And he'll have to wait uh, for everyone else to get what they need first. Okay, now, let's go back to some of the points we mentioned. The Gemara says by Hillel that this person was Ben Toivim. That the Ani was a child of Taivim. It sounds like he grew up in a wealthy home. The Me'iri and other players can point out, Archashokhan as well, Archashokhan passes like this, that this person never went on his own to upgrade his life. He grew up a certain way. He grew up 
in a in an environment of what called spending of living luxurious, and it could be nobody was doing anything wrong, and the economy changed. If you look at the uh, the Shochan Aruch in, in uh, Simon Kufnan 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 Dalad, the Mishabur in, in, in Arachaim talks about that many times they had a shul, and all of a sudden you had the government came in, the community had to run away, and throughout the the, the history of the Jews, this was not uh, so uncommon where you had a family that was wealthy and the government just repossessed things, and now the children are left with nothing. So you had someone who didn't go on his own and live. Lavishly, this was how he was brought up, and as we mentioned in Hilchus Ksuba, and it comes up in other places as well. How a person is brought up, and especially when it comes to spending and and uh, and the uh, what they feel is natural in their life. So we do have to take that into consideration. But it's mashma from the Gemara that it's only because he was bnei Taivim, but the Meiri and the Aruch say if he wasn't bnei Taivim, if he himself went out of his way, he grew up a certain way, not not in a luxurious way. Then he went out and he made money. And now he upgraded his life. And then later on, he fell into hard times. So the Rechashochon and, and uh, others say, based on this Gemara, it's mashma, that he would not be able to claim because who gave him the right? That's, the, that's how they, they explain it. Who gave him the right to do this? Now, many Pais can have a nuanced uh, approach to this. And they say that it's only when he couldn't afford it. But if he was, the Aruch HaShulchan says this as well, if he was able to afford it, so, of course, there's there's a whole world of precious and, uh, you know, in Rabbi Niyana's writings, and Mesil Sasharim, and Chavos Avavais, but from a halacha standpoint, a person is allowed to, uh, is allowed to live like that. We saw this from the Nitziv last week after the uh, recording uh, ended, that the Nitziv says that as well, that, that that's considered, that's fine, a person is allowed to live like that, it's not considered luxurious, because Hashem gave them this uh, this bracha. So if they do fall onto hard times and they were not overspending, they were not living beyond uh, their means, so then we would have the same halacha, the same obligation of of a demach sarai ashayach salai. But either way, we do see that a person should not, uh, you know, don't end up, you don't want to end up on the wrong side of this. Now, if you go back to the Gemara with Rava, Rava is upset at this fellow that you want this aged wine and this chicken, this uh, fattened uh, duck or something. So it could be that Rava was 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 wearing the hat of a Rebbe, meaning there's two parts to this. On one hand, the fellow himself he has the right to ask. On the other hand, there's the muster component that he should strive to not need this anymore. He he should realize that. It's unsustainable, and he would have to stop at a certain. At some point, he's gonna. He's not gonna be. the The community's not going to be able to afford this anymore. So there's two sides of the coin. On, on one hand, if he comes and asks for it, and we when we consider it day sorry sheyachsaloi, it is a chesaron and he needs it. So the halacha is it's tzedakah. We have to give it to him if we can afford it. Again, there's different uh, the or the pecking order of who gets first from the communal funds. But assuming that there's enough funds there, we would give it to him. On the other hand, the person should on his own not not want to uh, to to keep doing this and and uh, he should realize as Rav is saying it's too much of a tircha on the tzibar. Additionally, the Gemara earlier said we rent the house for the yisaimim. And the place can all point out that when an ani comes, and this comes up in simulation on Gimel as well, when someone comes for funds, so let's say this person is used to having a certain uh, you know security in the bank, and he's uh, he's used to having he has he has retirement funds or the like, the the is not chayv to replace that right now. 
He'll have to figure it out later as life moves on. We have to just take care of the immediate future. And when it comes to the, the chasen kala, the Gemara says we rent a home for them. We don't buy the home. You rent a home because they don't need to buy it. Buying it is very expensive. Let them rent it for the next few months. And if they're able to bounce back financially, then good. If not, we'll have to go. The next collection, we'll have to come back and ask for more. Whenever Mechuyev to give someone, you know, to be set for life, it doesn't work like that. It has to be. We, we gradually give him. And in fact, the opposite is true. He should gradually wean off of all these um, luxuries that he grew up with. We would we would push him to start start uh, weaning off of these habits because it's too much for the tzibar. That brings us to the following question. We're saying that really we only want to take care of what is needed now. That fits the bill of of Deimach Sorei so Rav Vazner has the following shayla based on this whole discussion. He says that many people come, and Rav is coming from, uh, Rav Vazner coming from B'nai Brak, but in America this is a shayla we all grew up with, where someone comes collecting from Eretz Yisrael and they're making a chasana. And the wedding scene in Eretz Yisrael is that they have to buy an apartment for the chasana kala. And the Kalos parents have to buy an apartment, and it could be very expensive, especially talking about Yerushalayim, which is not cheap real estate. It's not, uh, you know, Gary, Indiana, or something like that. This is this is Yerushalayim prime real estate, where a small little apartment could be six hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so when the Ani come, when the father of the Kala comes to, to America, he's raising he's raising money, he's trying to collect money. So when we give him tzedakah. Give him the dollar, ten dollars, eighteen dollars, whatever Hashem gave you, you're able to give, and it's great. You always want to be giving. The question is, am, am I Yotzit Sadaka here? Is this Deimach Sarei Ashiyach Solai? They don't need it. They could they could rent. They could rent an apartment for two thousand dollars a month, whatever it is. Why do they need to own the apartment when they're 21 years old? It doesn't make any sense. How could it be Deimach Sarei Ashiyach Solai? And again, it's a, it's a it's a more of a controversial, it could be open up to a controversial sh- subject of the whole scene. In Eretz Yisrael, but that is the the Metzias. That's how they go. And the question is, are we being yaitza tzedakah by doing He also gets into the question of why do they have to live in Yerushalayim? Let them live in a different part of the country. Let's say I don't even I don't know the geography there, but Ofakim. There's other other uh, places where some young couples are moving to, where it's it's a terrific environment and it's just not as expensive. So number one, why do we have to purchase? Uh, the house, the apartment, and why do they have to live there? How can you call it Deimach Sarei Ashiyach So he says a few things. He says, number one, if there's nothing available for rent, so then it could be purchasing is the only option, right? They would, they would purchase a uh, a sus because they couldn't rent a, a horse, perhaps. But he says you could rent in an area so it's not so complicated. He says perhaps the location is important. If someone feels like they're not going to grow uh, in their Yiddishkeit, in their social standing, they need to be in a certain place, perhaps that's a good argument. But then he says a different argument, which he doesn't say it explicitly, but this is what this is what we are relying on by giving them tzedakah, which we should. And that is that the chas and kala are not coming to collect. They're not the ones that are saying we need the the apartment. What's happening is the father of the kala, he wants to be able to marry off his daughter. The only way he can marry off his daughter in that scene, in that shidduch uh, situation in Eretz Yisrael, in the Haredi world, is if he has this ability to purchase the dira. But if he can't purchase the dira, he will not be able to marry off his daughter. So 
if this is the only way he can marry off his daughter, which we could debate and we could write newspaper editorials and we could, we could scream about this and it's none of our business, honestly, but, but we could talk about it if this is, uh, if this is the, the proper way the system should, should be. But either way, he needs it right now. The only way his daughter is going into Shaduchim is if he has the ability to buy this dira. So when he comes to collect, the day Machsare is not on the children living in the apartment, which we could debate, do they need two bedrooms now? Maybe they only need one bedroom for the first year. Should they should rent? They should go up, up north. They don't have to live in Yerushalayim proper. We could debate all that. But Lamaisa, he can't make the wedding unless he has the money for this, for this uh, dowry, for the dira. And therefore, for the Avi Hakala, it ends up becoming because that's what society dictates. Society dictates if you want to make a wedding, you have to be able to, to, to pay for the dira. So that is perhaps what Rav Osner is saying as, as a Limitzchus, and it would allow us to understand, we help, help us understand what we're paying for, and we should always be giving, and understand that this does fall in the umbrella of tzedakah. So who, who, who held that you, you don't worry about tomorrow? Said, there's a lot of campaigns, unfortunately, when among us, whatever, they, they create an annuity. They create the whole idea of the campaign is that they set her where, where she'll have. So it could, be able to draw it, it could be they could say the security itself is De Machsaria Shiach. So that would be one argument. I don't know. I, I never had, had the Shiloh, but Lukhari, that would be one thing. That... I, went, I went to one where they, that's what they did. They, they actually did a great job. They put together enough money. Where they figured it out with our job and everything else, the annuity will cover. They're not going to let us spend it. It's going to be an annuity and payback, whatever, eight percent or whatever it is. So we, we will see this in Rashi and Gimel does talk about that. That you, if someone cannot work, it could be she is that she does fit that bill where she's an amana. She's not going to be able to to get such a high paying salary. That that is the halach. The halach is you would in fact set up a karen that they could support themselves from the from the uh right, but so obviously you're putting in way more money she needs the second you said who, who held the you only, you only so, so, so that's talking in a case where a person could work a person could meaning in a year from now they'll go to work they'll go they'll go make a living but amona does fit the bill it's a very specific uh halacha there that we only give um um the we give a karen and enough that they should be able to should, they should be able to afford their life afterwards. It's a fascinating halacha, but that, that's how we paskin. Um, I'll show you where it is. It's, I think it's in Rishon Gimel. Here. Okay, I'm not sure where it is, but it's, it's, brought to, it's clearly brought down in Shulchan they, they would take from the from the Paris. They would eat from the Paris. You give them a Karen, and then they eat from the Paris for the for the rest of their life. But it would be someone who cannot make a cannot make a parnasa, which really brings us to the next halacha regarding someone who could make a parnasa. Do we say that why should we give you demach sorry And very often people are look like they're able-bodied people, and uh, they could work. So should we say who gives you the right to take from the community funds? You should go go out to work. In fact, if you look, it's well documented in halacha this concept. There's the Emes Liakov or Val Kamenetsky's note to Shulchan Aruch are printed on this as well. He says this. It's a kliyakar mishpatim by Azov Tazov Imoy. It's only Imoy if he helps. If he's sitting on the side, there's no mitzvah of Azov Tazov Imoy. However, Val Kamenetsky brings down a medrash. I believe it's in Parshas Bahar that. That if someone comes to you for money, and instead of giving him, 
you give him Musr. So the Medr says, not only did you not give him money, you gave him Musr, who, you know, everything Gemara says, Mikhail him. It's not a good thing to, to give him Musr when he's coming to ask for funds. And the Musr I have from Arabim is that very often people that look like they're capable of working, they're really not. They really have emotional issues or uh, personality issues, communication issues, and very often people cannot. It's very easy for you to go tell someone or go make a living, but for some people they find it you know, very difficult to hold down a job to be able to make a parnasa, and very few people are actually looking forward to going to collect as a way of parnasa. It's great to be able to give someone a job and to teach people a skill and, uh, and, and a profession, but very often when people are coming to collect, they don't necessarily have the ability to go support themselves. So just to go back to our case, when someone, we have a newly, uh, newly married couple, the Ravazna Shiloh was, let's, let's, let's rent for two years. What if the, you know, I saw a stat today, that even the Haredi society, it's like 50 or 60% um, uh, of them are in the workforce. So it's, it, they could get a job in a year or two. What if to pay now for the long term, for, for, the, for the entire apartment? So that's, that was his question. But in a Khanali, by Yisoyimim or by an Amana, or someone who is no longer able to work, in a Khanami, at that point, it would make sense to put together a Karen so that they could have an annuity or the like. Additionally, usually at that time, it's, it's much easier to raise funds. When someone was in an accident or the like, at that time, people are, 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 uh, are touched by it, so they'll give, so it could be more practical than, okay, next year, come back and collect. But the hope is that people can get back on their feet and not, no longer need this uh, need to rely on the tzibur. Okay. Just to add one more piece on the concept of the, the Ani himself, the Gemara says, that the Ani has to, the Ani should strive to no longer need to come onto the Brias. But that's between him and maybe Rava on his level was able to tell him that. But that's not our business to, to, uh, to you know, to, to tell them. That's that's for them to work on. But when a person is is giving tzedakah, he has to t- keep in mind that it's demach and we have to give him what he needs. Now the question is, what exactly is demach So we said buying a house is a chiddush. Renting would make sense. So what is it? There's a there's a Shiloh, There's a, there's a Taisus on that Gemara on the Afsana Chesam and Aleph when the Gemara spoke about tablecloths. So Taisus says, How come Marukva was giving out uh, uh, fancy food? These things, tablecloths, there's no pinuk in it. There's no, um, can't say mafunuk in it. You can't say mafunuk with tablecloths. And it must be that these that this Ani was a Ramai, he was lying, because it can't be that he had such sar. When, when it came to tablecloths. When it comes to food, so a person who never drank, uh, I don't know, he never drank uh, $5 bottle of wine. We just want to still give out have I made them on something. He never drank cheap wine, and now you're giving him cheap wine. He can't stand it. He, he, right? there's, a, there's a movement in the Hashkacha world. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this publicly. There's a movement in the Hashkacha world to change that they're only allowed to, to serve beer that has Hashkacha on it. And many Rabbanim and Hashkacha say, well, most beer in America has Ashkacha on it. Coors, Coors and Miller all have Ashkacha, so we're good to go. And uh, the European Hevra, they're all upset. That's not called beer. Well, it's not beer. Coors Light, that's not beer. The real beer is, is, uh, is, is a $5 a bottle, oh. proper beer. And um, 
None of them have ashkacha, so we have to go with halacha. Halacha is that as long as there's no kashrus concerns, we could drink it. Don't, don't give me your chumras when you're taking away my beer. So it's an interesting debate. I don't know. You'll ask your local vadakashas what they do. But, but for some people, Coors Light is not beer, right? So I'm not saying you have to drink beer. But this fellow, who, for him, he didn't eat uh, pasta for, for dinner. You're going to tell him, pasta is $1.50 to make a, a pot of noodles for supper. Eat it. But he, he always had steaks. He always had chicken. He always had, uh, ha, had good protein. If, to him, it's gonna be, he's going to be the tsar. But when it comes to linen or other things like that, there Taisa says that we don't, we don't uh, assume that is true. In fact, the, the Shochanara says we, when some person is asking for clothing, we have to do a little bit of, uh, of due diligence before giving. When he asks for food, we assume he's saying that MS and we, we, uh, we give him what he, what he wants. So that's one point. And you could see where the Paiskim um, struggle with trying to find a very clear guide to when we say it's something of pinuk, where people are mafunuk about, that it bothers them they don't have that. We could say today, utilities in America, people are accustomed to heat and air conditioning, um, electricity, that's obviously basic. But wh- where does it end? At some point, a second car, one car, I think people would agree, a second car, uh, a car that has automatic doors, and you could get into all the details and nitty gritty, and really, the Rabbanim and the, the Gabbai Tzedakah have to figure this out. What do we consider a, a need, a necessity? Many Paiskim would say sending kids to camp today, sleepaway camp, is considered Demar Sariyash Yachzle. It's not a luxury to go to the fancy, fancy camp. Okay, that would be luxury. But to send a, a, a child to summer camp, that is not a luxury. That's Demar Sariyash Yachzle. Seminary as well. Many, many would say it's the same thing, that the way to get married today is for girls to go to seminary with the system, and it would not be a, an issue of giving someone funds, of helping someone send his daughter to the seminary. It would be considered uh, and again, we have to figure out all the different details. There's a cute Shiloh that I heard from Rabbi Ari Marber. Yeah. Is it because I know, so I happen to know somebody is doing a GoFundMe to send their daughter to seminary. Yeah, so it's, it's, have to do my some money for that? that yeah, we said he could, a father could even give his own my some money to that. Now, the problem is, if it's such a strong sorry, maybe it's a Chiyav already. But let's assume it's not a Chiyav. They don't have to send. They could go to a local place. They could go work. They don't have to go, but yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's, they feel that it's important for them to go. The father could use his own my some money. And yes, for sure, we, should, we, we could all uh, contribute to this. There's and, a, cap, and cap also is because they say, I also thought that when it, oh, what you need cap for, you say, but now they say that you, you got to keep them off the streets because it's much worse. Yeah, so uh, some some, some places, like let's say out of town, it used to be that they didn't have to send to camp because it was it was nicer. But t- today, the Rabbanim, and I know in Minneapolis, they say as well, kids cannot be at home. They have, if they're able to go to camp, they can handle the sleepaway camp. And um, in the Midwest, they're, they're much cheaper, the camps. It's not uh, $5,000 a half. Day, day yeah, day no, day, day, yeah. so there are many scholarships yeah. and federation involved. And they, they themselves realize that it's a need. Um, the Federation that, raises yeah. money. The Jewish Federation raises money to send kids to, uh, to from sleepaway camps. Yeah. There's a... Uh, so I'll go through a few a few interesting shilas. Shilas number one, this is founded... Rav Zilbushin always has these creative shilas, but it's based on a real tshuva in the Hisarish tshuvas. That's uh, from the Chassam Seifer Mishpacha. So he said, let's say a person has your, your father of, of a girl, and he has two prospective uh, shaduchim. One of them is, let, we'll call him a tapacher, Top guy in Lakewood or something. Well, Eretz Yisrael, let's go Eretz Yisrael scene, you know, Hebron or something like that. And But it's going to cost him a lot of money. For this shidduch to take place, he already has to promise Adira 
in uh, Yerushalayim. I don't know where, where everybody wants to live, Ramot. I don't know where they want to live, but he has to promise that. Or he has a different Shaduk, which is nice, a nice Shaduk, but it wouldn't cost him as much. Now, he's not paying for anything. The question is, he's going to collect money. He's going to raise tzedakah. So is it wrong for him to to go for the uh, better shidduch, so to say, in quotations, the better shidduch, which is going to increase the demach zari Is anything wrong with that? So the person discussing it, and basically, it's um, whatever's the better, better shidduch, he has the right to go out after the best shidduch, even though it's going to cost more money, but at that point, it's demach zari yachselai. So the chayra, that, that, would, that would be the halacha. However, Rav Zilberstein, inter- an interesting psak, he says no. He says that, who says your daughter needs a top guy? As long as it, the shidduch makes sense, you don't have to start looking for the top guy. A good guy, he's good, he learns, and uh, and he'll be firm, and he wants to, you know, build a house together with his girl. That's fine. You don't need to uh, go and start raising more money. And it's interesting because at this point, the person anyways has to collect. So he's not even going to be the Ali Starich Labrius. He anyways, he's going to collect. So there is more flexibility there, but it's interesting, Shaila. Then Rabbi Marburger had a shayla regarding um, Uman Rosh Hashanah. Can someone collect money to go to Uman Rosh Hashanah? Not can. People do. Half of the people in Uman are uh, getting sponsored. Some people go to the airport in Eretz Israel. They go to the airport without a ticket. They go to the airport without a ticket. A lot of the breasts of a Hasidim. And uh, they, they know that somehow they're getting there. They are getting to Uman for Rosh Hashanah and Taka Kachava. They find people in the airport who are very happy to... Uh, to uh, donate their ticket. So the question is, can you, uh, is that called Deimach Sari Ashi So Litvish Apoysik would say, absolutely not. Don't, don't go there, go home, right? Uh, you don't, don't go there, but so you set up sack from one of the Chesidosh. Yes, the Fayyashin, go there, right? They say, Rosh Teva's Elul, right? Ani Le'uman, Ve'ishti Labayas. They have a different way out, Ve'ishti Lazazo, but Ve'ishti Labayas. That's the, that's the Rosh Teva's Elul. So he said from a chassidish rav, he said the following. He said, imagine you had someone who was not very wealthy, but he got into some legal issues. And he knows in order for him to get off scot-free, he has to hire the top lawyer. So when they're raising money for his legal case, his legal team, they would, people would give money for the legal team because this is what he needs. He needs to get to get out of uh, this court case. So he says, this chassid, this breast of a chassid, he needs the best lawyer. The best lawyer is Rav Nachman. That's who he's going to to be uh, to be made it's for him to uh, to be a, a get the better. So he's going to Uman. He's allowed to do that for the Yamadin. And in fact, you could uh, you could give tzedakah money because that would be deimach sorry ashi Now, if a person lives his whole life, he's a real breast of a chassidor. He he learns a svarim, and this is something that he that he that he himself needs for his rosh hashanah. Anyways, forget about the chassidish rabbis psak with the lawyer. Anyways, from a, even a litvish paisik would say if this is what he needs. Then Now it doesn't take precedence over feeding a family for Yatif, probably not. But Lakhira will beat Sadakan. If a person wants to use Mice money to to send the breast of her to Uman. So uh that would be that would be uh that, that would be fine. So okay, that's an interesting Shiloh. And um, okay, I think we summed up most of the, the halachis of Kamaroy Litain, If you go through, there's a few more C from here. Bayes Gimel Dalad Hey. We're not gonna go through it inside. But similar halachas that we we have to think about who we're giving the money to, and let's make sure it's lefi lefi chvoida for for a woman, and uh, we have to make sure that people are, are being taken care of. There's interesting halachas and sefei regarding aniyeh ha'ir merubim, and there's there's a lot of aniyim, very few ashirim, and they had a debate, they had a, they had a dispute how to raise money. Should we have it that everyone 
everyone who's an Ani should go around and knock on people's doors. And then the Aniim would have to end up giving more. Or should we have it like a tax that everyone gives whatever lefi mamainam, everyone gives whatever they're able to afford, put it into the pot. And then the Aniim will go to the Gabi Tzedakah. The Mechaber says that that is the best way to do it, to have people contribute their fair share into the pot. But again, we don't have, most communities do not have that uh, setup. So the halacha is not so not so relevant. We don't, you know, people give whatever they give, and that's just the way it is. But really, the wealthier people have a stronger uh, need, have a stronger uh, obligation than the aniim. The aniim don't have much to give, but the ashirim have to give more kefi, you know, the fi that they have. Okay, we'll stop here. I'm, I'll hang out for questions. So we 